0: This is the Suburban Folk Podcast, Episode 9, The Streaming Wars. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. Hey, this is Greg with the Suburban Folk Podcast. My guest today is Brandon. Brandon, how you doing? Hey, man. Good to talk to you again. How are you? So from the podcast standpoint, you were my first guest co-host and you are my first repeat host so.
1: and you have uh, brought me back and uh, that means I didn't do too badly rambling on about the tool album so <laughs> no we're doing uh, but we are, are talking about another topic today that, that uh, it's definitely in my wheelhouse and it's interesting and it's fun to fun to mess with
0: yeah today's topic is the streaming wars thought it would be an interesting topic to get to as we head into November Disney plus has caused a lot of waves. Along with that, there's Apple TV Plus that is coming just before Disney Plus, and Netflix, who has long been the behemoth in the streaming world, is going to have some significant competition that they haven't necessarily had before. There's other uh, options out there like Hulu, and then things like HBO that People have depending on where they're at in their family life or what their interests happen to be so we're going to talk about all of those things give our tips as far as what is the positives versus what are the negatives what are the price points and hopefully provide folks with a pretty good overview of what their options are going to be so I like to always start with the history of what has got to this point so Brandon for you. When were you a cord cutter, if you are a cord cutter, and how have you started to get into the world of streaming television?
1: Yeah, so for me, cutting the cord was always something that um, was—I worked in television. Uh, I moved to, to the area for a job in TV in 2005, so I always wanted people to watch broadcast television, either over the air, through cable or satellite providers, because that's what Nielsen could measure it on. Um, what has happened over the years is it just naturally, we have moved to, uh, watching content on our devices, our phones, our laptops, our desktops, uh, but still on our TVs. And the delivery method has changed to your, away from your traditional services, uh, your Comcast Fios, um, spectrum, all the other providers, depending on, you know, where you live, um, to to these standalone streaming only services. Um, so for me, uh, it's really sort of fascinating to see the the explosion uh, of this uh, content delivery system, and uh, also it's it's about as close to a la carte TV as I think mm-hmm. we're ever going to get. Uh, I don't think anybody or any company is going to allow you to completely pick and choose individual. Um, channels that you want just because of the complexity of the um, negotiations that those companies have to go into to be able to provide that content. Uh, so they have to buy that content and then they resell it to you for a profit. That's how they make money. Um, so for me, it's been really interesting to see that. Uh, I cut the cord in 2017. Uh, I had been paying... Gosh, I think I had like a triple play bundle package through right. through Xfinity uh, Comcast for like I, I think we were upwards of two hundred and fifty bucks, two hundred sixty bucks for yeah. phone, TV, internet, HBO, Showtime, Stars. No, didn't have Showtime. HBO, Stars, and Encore. Yeah, um,
0: so you had the big package then. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, they get you with an entry. They they go to door-to-door. We had right. just moved into our house. They do the door-to-door. We're like, hey, we're selling this. And it's like, yeah, I want to watch TV. Uh, I don't have um, or an attic antenna, which I do now. Um, So we were like, yeah, fine. We'll do it. The price was probably under 100 bucks a month mm-hmm. at the time we signed up. But by, by the end of our contract and then our contract renewal, even with negotiating them down, for like the first year, again, um, it still eventually crept up, and just sort of out of laziness, it's like, yeah, whatever. You don't, you don't, you yeah. don't, you don't really feel those incremental minor increases, and then it was like, man, let's uh, let's cut some costs. We got a second second I, child on the way. Let's let's, let's 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 relook at a couple things. So. Um, I don't know. Do you want to get into the process of of how I landed on my streaming service, or do you want to where do which which direction do you want to go? Because well, I can go a whole done a bunch of different ways on on streaming right now. We well, you know
0: I didn't have that much in my notes about talking shop, and like you said, you have been in that world as far as local TV, and it would be interesting to me to know how does that compare to the music industry where. Uh, Napster, iTunes, all that stuff crept in the music industry as a whole wasn't ready for it. Now we have you know, direct to consumer. Are there any parallels in the TV world to uh because Netflix is what I'm thinking so, for example, like they they had the DVD mm-hmm. you know, mails, of course, the, everybody's joke about blockbuster, right? They didn't see that coming. Yeah. they didn't jump on it. They, they're making fun of this company. Then we see what Netflix does to pivot into mm-hmm. streaming, which has backdoor almost made its way into the overall TV world. So is that similar that the TV world didn't necessarily see it coming that way from a mail DVD service to now it's disrupting everything in the, in the I think, television world? I, I
1: think I think I'm think sure a lot of people were caught off guard by the impact and growth that Netflix had from the original mail order. And, you know, it was it was slow. You you mailed off your DVD. I remember when my wife and I started dating. She had Netflix DVD and uh, the DVD plan, and we yep. started dating. I'm like, oh, do we? Can we you know, can could you have this movie on there for me? Yep. And like, I'd get it and I'd watch it that day, and it would be in the mail the next day. <laughs> She'd like camp on a DVD and watch it when she went. I'm like, what are you? I'm like, you're paying for this, like. So me, I'm very much like. If content is available, I'm going to digest and eat that content up and spit yeah. out and go on to the next one. I think, and that's very, that's very much how people are. Um, so I think a lot of people work were probably caught off guard, even in the industry, about how fast and how big Netflix grew. However, the networks as a whole, I think, have positioned themselves fairly well in adapting to the changing environment. It may have been slower than they probably would have liked. Mm-hmm. Um, But at a very top level, I mean, all the major networks are offering their own apps, their own subscription services. You know, we're talking about big players um, that aren't even really on the traditional broadcast side of the house. Um, NBC has their own, you know, you have to log in through your, uh, if if you go to the NBC app on uh, on whatever device you have, you, right. you have to log in with your provider credentials. There is some content that's free, probably you know Days of Our Lives or something like that. <laughs> um, CBS has their all access package. Um, well, then they're they're taking the route of the uh, the Star Trek series. What's the start in uh, Picard?
0: The new yeah uh, the, the new Picard series mm-hmm.
1: and. Um, Gosh, what was the other series that just came out last year? So anyway, so the the broadcasters are also sort of going that route as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really sure what ABC is offering, but they're owned by Disney. So I'm sure that's a much larger Disney plan uh, in the works. Um, On the local level, it kind of – it hurt more because Nielsen wasn't really able to measure some of those services. So Mm -hmm. from a ratings perspective, if people started cutting the cord but were still able to watch your stuff – you weren't really getting credit for it. Now there were measurement services um, like uh, Sorensen, who could literally measure what was on the glass. It was a pass through once the, and this was through Vizio televisions. Remember when Vizio got sued years ago for their uh, uh, end user agreement, not being transparent enough with
0: I, user I, data. I don't really. Okay. But it, it well, they got, they sense. got, they got
1: sued because they didn't let allow people to opt out of their data and their oh, okay. viewing habits being used. Oh, gotcha. So now they had to make it more clear. Uh, that you could, you could you could opt out of this. But there, there's services out there who can literally dial into wired televisions and report back on a tangible rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many people are in a specific area watching a specific show or shows on the TV without having any additional devices? And it's just straight up reading the data that's on the TV's glass. Right. And it reports back in about 15 minutes to... A interface that um, whoever subscribes to the rating service can Mm -hmm. see, Um, which is which was a whole different world from what Nielsen was, where you had to wait for overnights, you had to wait till the next night for them to crunch the data, uh, apply a a ratings algorithm, Mm -hmm. and model the numbers. So it was, I mean, there's there's a lot going on as far as ratings go, and that's a whole other. T- topic of nerdery, uh, of, of all that. But let's, let's, let's focus more on, and I, I probably derailed this a little no. bit too much, but let's, but, but we could probably focus more on like the consumer and like, what do people really want to do? They want to cut the cord. Are they, are they, are they stuck in a contract and they're, they're coming towards the end of it. Like that's really sort of where I was. I was ready to jump ship.
0: Yeah. So. Well, I, I'll pick up what you were talking about with, uh, how you used the Netflix service. Okay. And it's funny because I was the exact same way. So when I graduated college, Mm -hmm. I did the Blockbuster one because it was like a dollar cheaper. Yeah. (laughs) I think they were they were just doing the hey it's just a little cheaper even though it's the exact same service and nothing else differentiating what they're doing. And I did the three DVDs and Mm -hmm. was exactly like how you said. When that one came in the mail, I was gonna watch it that night. If it was a Monday night and I had a get up early in the morning, didn't matter. I had that DVD in hand, it needed to be back in the mail, so I got the next one in my queue, and basically there was one in my hand, one being fulfilled by Blockbuster, and one presumably en route, and I'm watching like a movie in night. Yeah, you had them stacked. Exactly, and uh, there were were conspiracies at the time, too, that you would be flagged if you were consuming that much uh, of their media, that they would get lost in the mail, and I... I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but pretty early on, all of a sudden when I had that going where I expected a new DVD every single day, it stopped showing up, and then I would do the warning or the flag that would say, hey, I haven't gotten this thing, and then it would automatically show up immediately the next day. So from my experience, there might have been something to that. And
1: you, you, you were relying on the postal service to deliver your DVD.
0: That's true. That's true. However, the way Blockbuster ended up going after that, that they might have been doing some things to, to make their costs a little more manageable. Be kind,
1: be kind rewind.
0: It, right, exactly. So from there, I happened to live in an apartment complex that had just basic cable uh, th- th- that came with your your cost of, of mm-hmm. rental. So I did not get anything else. That's when I first got an HDTV, and it was – you'll know the year, but it was the year when all of the um, – over-air antenna converted over to HD. That was the first time I actually even was able to have HD on the TV that I purchased. And uh, before that, it was like, well, I'm not going to pay extra just to get the HD channels when I at least get these free channels. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to remember the year 2007, 2008, 2009, in there. But yeah, so what happened is the uh, the over-the-air went from analog signal to to pure digital. Um, That wreaked havoc... Um, for a lot of people because um, depending on what channel it is and where it falls on the spectrum mm-hmm. uh, the digital transmission is a lot less forgiving than analog was digital is either on or it's off right analog is you can get some ghosting you can get a little bit of snow you could tweak it a little bit um, digital is, is much, much less forgiving although you get a higher quality mm-hmm. uh, of picture of content um, and then you also get into the trap at that same time where uh, retailers were selling HD antennas, which is a complete
0: yeah, fraud. Fa- falsehood.
1: Uh, any, I had a basic pair of rabbit ears plugged into um, an HD television, and I received HD channels. Right, I don't need an HD antenna to receive that. Um, flat antennas are the least forgiving because you can, there's nothing to adjust. It's just a flat panel with a, probably a couple little thin wires coming out of it. Um, and those you could hang for either the UHF or VHF side of the spectrum. Um, so I actually have, um, in my attic, when I cut the cord, a second piece to it was, I also wanted to get the locals over the air. Um, so I, I installed an attic antenna and fortunately my house was Mm pre-wired with coax cable. Um, and that was more to the previous owner from, and they ran it in a different direction. They ran it probably from a cable box and split it off and fed the TVs. I ran it. I basically just reversed the signal flow by putting the ad, the antenna in the attic, making that my head end, if you will, uh-huh. and then <laughs> distribute the over the air signal uh, through uh, through the attic antenna. And I can get our local stations. Um, I've gotten stuff. Um, I can get stuff out at the beach. Right. Um, probably about an hour and a half away um, usually only in the fall when seasons change you will find some uh, I don't know, atmospheric conditions that lend itself more to that so sometimes i'll get those stations as well so you could double your station count depending on where you are and then what type of uh, antenna you have i think that cost me about 60 70 bucks from amazon and popped it in the attic and pointed it to the tower where i knew it was going to be the weakest signal mm-hmm. and the stronger signals were coming into and yeah, I got a free over-the-air HD coming in as a backup to um, to complement my streaming service.
0: Yeah, I would call that a tip, an official tip for anybody that has not done that yet. Now, I just have the the flat yeah. um, leaf, whatever you call mm-hmm. them. And like you said, they're not great. I don't get nearly the coverage that you're talking about. I've actually been reading about some products that you can put a an attic antenna onto or if you can get it onto your roof and then it will... It's like a um, TiVo that will come into the box and then there's apps that go along mm-hmm. with it. So then you get the app on all of your TVs that are connected oh, that would to be Wi-Fi. Nice. And then if you've recorded it, you can just go and play it back just like you would a, TV, mm-hmm. but a TiVo, but it's all over Wi-Fi. Um, or you can actually do the uh, what's currently playing live coming through that app right i've seen varying reviews as far as how good the signal is and, and how well it works but i've been thinking about that it would at least save me the coax cable well right. of those wires throughout the house uh, but still getting the same yeah. uh, coverage that you're talking about that you would get presumably more stations than with just the ones that are right next to your TV set. Yeah.
1: And you know, you, you hit it. Um, rooftop antenna is the best. It's very old school. Mm-hmm. Um, but newer antennas are not nearly the size of our grandparents antennas that were on top of their TVs. We we're probably talking six foot long, three foot wide right. monsters. Um, attic antennas, depending on where you live are good. Again, with the digital signal, tree coverage is going to be, could be challenging. Um, Digital signal also doesn't like metal. Um, depending if you just have a pair of rabbit ears and a bus or large truck uh, drives by, it can interrupt it. Um, and if you live in a really urban environment, uh, a lot of tall buildings around, um, over the air may not be the best solution for you. So really, if you're gonna, so my first, my, my next tip in in solving the streaming problem is look for one that has. Um, agreements with local channels, which most of them do have at least, um, some of the locals included in their package. So for me, when I switched, when I, when I decided to cut the cable, um, second, uh, second child was coming. Uh, our traditional cable plan was 250 bucks. Um, did the math and said, okay, well, I've got Amazon prime. I want to keep that. I want to keep Netflix. So Amazon prime, hundred dollars a year, Netflix, $12 a month um or it's probably a little bit less maybe around ten dollars a month right okay well we want to keep those i'm not even going to count my investment into that so then i upgraded my streaming service to a fiber optic streaming one gigabit um from fios so i want to make sure if i'm going to be pushing content through a pipeline Mm -hmm. and that's going to be my only delivery source i don't want my pipeline to be restricted so i picked i picked a um uh, a cable provider, sorry, an internet provider that would be able to give me the signal strength to, to, to speed the speeds to be able to watch that. Um, and then I basically sat down with my wife and I took direct TV now at the time, which is what was called. It's now at and now sling PlayStation view. Um, I think those were the three we really looked at mm-hmm. most closely and, between cable, between internet, and the different tier packages. We knew where we wanted to be from a budget standpoint. So determine your budget first. That's always good as well. And then looked at their channel lineups. Just put those in a spreadsheet. And I said, okay, go print that out. And I said, highlight what you watch. Right. And then I went in and I highlighted what I watched. I wanted to watch AMC. I wanted to watch The Walking Dead. I wanted to watch FX. Uh, I don't know if Sons of Anarchy was still on or uh, American Horror Story. Uh, we want to make sure they each had ESPN, wanted to get sports, um, NBC sports, all the, you know, whatever, whatever it is you want to watch, make sure your package uh, that you're looking at has that. And so for, so from there we, we landed on Directv. now. Um, it was $35 a month. Mm-hmm. They were running a deal where if you prepaid for two months, so 70 bucks, um, they would give you a free Roku device. Cool. So that was a, that's a whole other issue is for selecting your streaming device. Right. So prepaid for the two months. My bank at the time, a lot of banks will run deals where if you pay for something on your debit card, they'll give you cash back. Uh, they were running a one-month uh, cash back. Mm-hmm. So I paid for two months of DirecTV Now. Uh, got half of that investment back plus a free Roku device. So I got 2 months of DirecTV now for $35 and a Roku device. So we really lucked out at that time. And so I think at that same time Apple TV, just the old school whatever the Apple TV's product was, device. they were, you know, they were doing probably Roku device giveaways as well with subscriptions. Um so that's that was that was how I landed on DirecTV now and we have um, smart TVs in our bedroom, in our living room, and the reason I didn't just go with the smart TV interface is because I didn't feel that those were, were stable. Like, so now we're getting into device selection. Like, what do you want to stream your content through? Right. Smart TVs are cool. Uh, the apps are not as stable. The television providers are not as invested in renewing or keeping contracts as the Roku and Amazon Fire um, teams are because that's their business model, right? The TV provider, the TV manufacturers want to sell TVs. Uh, Amazon Fire, Roku, they want to sell devices uh, and they want you to watch their content. So I went with Roku um, just because they were better. I felt that they were better, had more processing power, could be hardwired, could be uh, used over Wi-Fi. Um, the remotes had a remote finder. Uh, I already had a little kid who I knew I was going to lose one of those remotes at some time, so I could <laughs> little hit the button. Um, plus, you know, I liked the app on the phone. I could, I could control the Roku from my phone. Uh, if I couldn't find my my remote, so you know another thing to to look at too is what device do you want to use? do you want to use uh, apple Apple has their own devices too, mm-hmm. right? Yes, so you know it's it was really for me it was do I want to invest in fire do I want to invest in Roku and Roku went one out just because of price point availability. Uh, the deals that were going on. Um, the one thing I would say is stay away from the sticks. They are convenient, but if you can afford to get the next model up, uh, the next model up of Roku devices definitely does hold more apps on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just, think about it, it's, it's just a, a, a dedicated computer to process that content um, rather than a stick. Uh, the stick is also going to have less um, reception. Uh, capabilities than say a, a standalone box for Wi-Fi. So if you're not going to hardwire your uh, your device, go with that.
0: Well, I don't think you can even hardwire. You can't hardwire a, a stick? stick right? No, you yeah. can't. Uh, so that is a good point. We had that issue when we were getting our bedroom TV set ready to go, and as far as the Wi-Fi coverage in the house, yeah, it was to, it was a consideration. And
1: unless I, you want to get an extender, but then that's that that could potentially cause some signal issues? Well,
0: I ended up getting one of the mesh networks uh, that yeah. works basically like what you probably have at work that would typically be Cisco or something like that. And I wholeheartedly endorse one of those because they A, it's the same network name and... They advertise, and I have actually found that they do not have the same uh, reduction in performance that you get from your standard repeaters that you plug in. So um, I've had really, really good luck with those. So I would encourage folks to look at those uh, as part Mm -hmm. of their overall setup in their house. And I'm glad to hear you say the part of the the smart TV versus not the smart TV. Because the off-brands, yeah, when you're in the store and you look at them next to... The Samsungs and the Sony's, the more expensive TVs. Sure, you can tell a difference when you get it at home, and depending on what you're using the TV for. Like we bought a really basic off-brand one for the kids' room, Mm -hmm. so that if we need to throw on a movie for for some period of time or something like that, uh, it's ready to go, and it is absolutely fine. And it ends up being cheaper, I found, to get a non-smart TV and then just getting one of the streaming devices that you talked about uh, yeah. and it works just as well. And then that's actually a really good point that for supporting the apps, Roku, that's what they do. I know they have the Roku TVs with TCL, I think is the brand name. But- uh,
1: I think I thought it was Sharp that made them. I thought Sharp made the Roku TVs. I could be wrong. That might've been a couple of years ago. Okay. But yeah. But so, so that's, that's the, maybe the one exception because mm-hmm. if Roku's power in the back end yeah. of that, yeah. I mean, you're going to get whatever Roku has, invested into their contracts with the content providers or the app providers at that point yeah
0: but at least price point wise i think you can still get Mm -hmm. an off-brand tv plus a roku device cheaper than the roku tv so you're still getting all that support at a a smaller price point anyway
1: yeah and as we're as we're recording this it's the middle of october right before halloween Mm -hmm. um and you said we're going to be dropping this, you know, beginning of November. Right. Uh, Black Friday's right around the corner. Holidays around the corner. Um, sub, you know, subscription services are going to start pushing devices um, along with their um, along with their plans soon. Your your Facebook feed will be popping with them at any time, uh, as well as you know, the big box retailers are going to be marking down devices and selling them too. So, if you're thinking about it. Going into the fall is is a good time to do it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I have it marked. Or winter, actually. Uh, yeah, I have Black Friday marked <laughs> to, to review what all the devices that we have and mm-hmm. to see if there's any deals that are out there. Um, I ended up sticking with the, the Apple uh, environment when we first cut the cord and had the Apple TV, which... If I had to do all over again, I probably would not have done. One of the things that I thought was going to be advantageous at the time was the screen mirroring. Uh, But by the time you filter out any of the restrictions in the type of content you can actually mirror onto Mm -hmm. the screen, there's not really that much worth it. And the other thing that has proved to be an issue now is, especially again with the kids' movies that we have digital copies of iTunes, everything you know. I'm definitely mm-hmm. in the 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 just overall Apple environment. Well, once they're on iTunes, that's the only devices that you can actually play yeah. them back on. Versus um, what is it called, like Voodoo, or, or there's a number of others that are out there that you can redeem your digital right. downloads, and they have less restrictions for where you can play them. You can play them on a Roku. You can play most of them, I think, on the Amazon Fire products as well so that's been frustrating for me as far as flexibility is concerned uh, another score for roku i think
1: and that- it, and i think that's kind of where apple tv lost a lot of ground mm-hmm. uh, from the consumer side in that they're very they are very tight they want to control their their content and control their um experience which you know i mean i get that that's that's and you know a lot of apple purists uh went with apple tv um, but from some of the things I've read, they also, uh, Apple themselves also kind of hurt their se- hurt themselves in the streaming space because they kept their, uh, for lack of a better term, their, their streaming, so their app store, whatever apps right. you could download or add to it. Um, they kept it very, very controlled, very tight. Um, and I'm sure Amazon Fire and uh, Roku found a way to uh, fast track. Uh, legitimate content providers onto there more so than apple did so that's 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 where those two devices definitely sped ahead of the apple tv environment and you brought up uh screencasting and um i actually had uh uh Chromecast
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, for a while, um, which was really cool because it, you were able to take stuff right from your phone, whether it was Android mm-hmm. or, or or an iPhone or even your laptop through through Chrome browse the Chrome browser and cast it onto your TV, which was rad because you didn't need a smart TV. You had the stick, um, which again, back in the very early days before we went into a full streaming service, uh, Chromecast was Chromecast was rad. For a hot minute, and then we and then we jumped on on board with uh, the f- smart TVs, and it kind of you know died out, and I didn't need it anymore. But mm-hmm. uh, but it definitely filled that void until we upgraded our tech on the actual TVs to smart TVs, and now smart TVs we don't even use their interfaces anymore. Um, we use the Roku's. So again, never buy technology because in a day it'll be
0: obsolete. Right, <laughs> and that. Gets us, I think, to segueing into what the options are that I mentioned in the introduction. Yeah. Where we are at now. And I think we're going to see a renewal in restrictions. And if you go with a certain product, it may or may not work with a certain device. And it feels yeah. a little bit like how the cable wars were when. Fios first came in Mm -hmm. when Comcast was the behemoth that it was. I'm sure there's other examples even prior to that. So there's going to be, I think, some frustrations there. I even read an article a little while back saying the golden age of streaming is over. Trying to say that, well, Netflix being relatively the the biggest player, Mm -hmm. if not the only player, everything you could possibly want was there and now with all the licenses and and everybody getting their yeah. piece of the pie you're going to have to do what you said in comparing the direct tv versus sling versus um you know other options that are out there
1: so if you look at it if you look at disney right they're taking all of their content so what you're getting is not a channel by channel a la carte is you're getting the license holder a la carte yeah. like i am going to uh, I'm going to go all in on Disney because Disney with Disney Plus said they're going to take all the Disney content. So anybody who's got a kid or ever was a kid, ooh, I'm going to want Disney. Right. They got Disney. They got Star Wars Nat Geo for the, uh, you know, more cultured of us who enjoy animal shows. Um, Marvel Universe. Um, I mean, I was looking. I made a list of some some cool stuff. Um Right uh, shows that are going to be on there. We can we can dive into that, but you know, so everybody's about original content, and they they want to keep that silo. So in that in that point, you you may unless you go with the streaming services of the AT&T Now Sling PlayStation View all the PlayStation uh, Sony I just read that was trying to sell off PlayStation View mm. YouTube TV or the the Hulu Plus Live TV I mean they're still going to do the cable channels uh, and the local channels um, but I think what you're going to what you're getting is you know more siloed content mm-hmm. in Apple in Netflix Hulu has their own original content. Disney has their own original content. Although I saw Disney Plus, oddly enough, is going to be carrying all of the Simpsons episodes.
0: Uh, well, like you said, we'll save it for our Disney Plus section. But another evil genius move, in my opinion, is what they've taken from Fox yeah. and what they're adding in there. So not only is it those yeah. studios that you mentioned, but all of the things that Fox had mm-hmm. in, in their collection that now Disney owns they've also got available so it's it's definitely a behemoth
1: and I'm sure at some point they will will maybe loosen the belt on that Mm -hmm. but they're gonna make those other services pay to really pay to get those um uh Disney titles or Marvel titles or Fox titles onto their like if Netflix wanted Star Wars back right um Netflix is going to pay. And then you might see a change in their pricing models where it's like, oh, where there becomes a, you know, a rental here, rent this for 99 cents. And they get paid per, you know, 50, 50 percent of the rental fee goes to Netflix, 50% of the the rental fee goes to, um, goes to Disney. So there, there is that flexibility and, and they can do that because it's all streaming. You don't have to send a letter. You don't have to, uh, uh, sign a contract. For that you can instantaneously do that from your remote and it'll hit your credit card and you get the content and they get the money
0: and that's it yeah 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 and all those changing hands will be interesting to see what you can get with what service so diving into netflix my history with netflix is actually pretty basic mm-hmm. when we cut the cord We did the, I think it was 30-day trial at the time. I binge-watched The Office. Um, We're
1: we're still watching that now. Really? Yeah.
0: (laughs) And it was, I actually was not sold on The Office uh, prior when it was actually on the air. Mm -hmm. And people would talk about it a lot. I thought that maybe it was some knockoff of Office Space, the movie. Right. (laughs) Uh, Which they're not at all, so they're definitely their own set of humor. But after that, I actually kind of struggled to figure out what I wanted to watch next. I think Breaking Bad was out at that time. I actually watched it through the library. I was able to get the seasons uh, there on DVD. And honestly, I actually didn't really get into anything else. We ended it after our trial was over. And if somebody had... Netflix at their house or something like that. I would sit down and watch a show.
1: You just take over somebody else's television yeah. at their own house.
0: <laughs> you know, if Do you open the fridge, and if, if help it was yourself late at night and just you know watch whatever was on there. But okay, I, I never really became that big of a Netflix person. Um, YouTube really is where I stayed, a because it was free, and b right. my television watching habits, especially when MTV went from you know, actual music television to it's all reality. of the reality yeah. TV shows. I would be thrilled when a concert was on, especially if it was a band that I liked. Silverchair. Uh, yes, exactly. Among others. And... Ghost. Ghost. I definitely have seen a few concerts recently. <laughs> but point is, it's like, I can pull those all up on YouTube for yeah. free. That's what I would have been watching when I was a kid and had cable and got excited about those things being there. So... That's really what I suck with. So I don't have a lot of history with Netflix. I know as far as the the original content they have now that I imagine they're really gonna be banking on right. with losing the stuff is Stranger Things I know has a really popular following. Uh, Black Mirror, I know some folks Black really Mirror into. is
1: just awesome. Like it is it is very cool and you know, it's very fitting because we talk up we're talking about technology here and the thing I love about Black Mirror is that it is set in quote the future, mm-hmm. but it is not like so far off future that it's unrealistic. It it you know, our phone is the black mirror. You get sucked into it. You wake up in the morning, you look at your phone. You go to bed at night, you look at your phone. Mm-hmm. You're in, walking around the street, you're looking at your phone. That's the black mirror. And the technology side of it, um, it's like it's just around the corner. It could happen, or you can see, oh, you know what, we're really close to that, or it'd be like, oh wow that is kind of like what this is, I could see it morphing into this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Black Mirror is 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 awesome. Uh, I really like it. Don't watch season one, episode one. Anybody who has it and hasn't seen Black Mirror, skip that episode. You'll thank me. Uh, um, for those of you who ha- have seen it, um, just, I'm sorry. I, I watched it. I didn't heed the warnings. I'm like, hey, it'll be fine. But they and they even did a Black Mirror movie that was a choose your own adventure, like that was so that was very cool. I think I went through that four or five times, and it gives you different paths to take, and it resets you back, and even resets some of the options Uh if you die or you end the movie early. Um, So that that's a really cool interactive piece. I think they're really playing with, and they've also done a a Bear Grylls uh, survival show on Netflix that's interactive, so you could choose to. Say so you're stuck in the woods and a storm is coming in. You could either shelter in place, or you could—I uh, forget what the other option would be—to be explore, right? right? So they're really they're really trying to push the boundaries of what they're doing with their content uh, in the interactive space. It isn't from a choose your own adventure. So, you know, it's it's it, They may say the golden age of streaming is dead, but I think it's I think people are really they're really innovating and trying new things. Um, fail fast. So, I mean, it's it's good. I, I'm
0: enjoying it. Is there other highlights for Netflix? Like I said, that that's the off the top of my head that I have heard for Netflix. Uh, the Disney content that they have had, again, just because of the age of my kids, uh, mm-hmm. has been attractive to be able to, if I'm at my... Parents or something like that. Throw on yeah. a Disney
1: movie, but so I think uh, Netflix. Uh, Orange is the new black. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started watching. My wife watched more of it. Um, there, there's some other ones, but for me, it was Stranger Things and uh, Black Mirror that are really good. That the originals. Um, I've watched a couple other things, but they're not really sticking. That, that I would call. Yeah, I would want to. Endorse or give my recommendation, but Black Mirror and, and Stranger Things are good. Uh, Prime now too. I think Prime now is um, getting some good original stuff. Uh, I think I talked to you a little bit earlier about The Boys mm-hmm. um, from a superhero standpoint, and right. I was like, "Oh my god!" I listened to your your uh, comic book uh, episode, and I was like, "Did you watch The Boys yet?" And have you watched The Boys Not yet? yet? It is okay. on my list. So. You know, I think, and, and again, it goes back to what are the, what is going to make them stand out? What is going to be different? You know, like what, look what, you know, st- I mean, it's no different than broadcast networks having a hit mm-hmm. show. Right. And you don't know what is going to stick. Um, you, it could look great on paper. The pilot could look awesome to all the stakeholders. But until it goes out to the masses, you don't really know what's going to stick. So, um you know we've got we've got the AT&T now prime now and and netflix so probably a little little fat in our streaming diet and then we're going to be adding disney plus on there so right uh, might be time to my time to trim back a little bit
0: well and I, again i think that's going to be part of considering the options that are very soon forthcoming price points i think folks probably know but netflix right now is 13$ dollars mm we had to do a little research because I'd heard that there was a cheaper version of Netflix. It turns out there is a $9 version that is standard definition. I, I guess that can be fine yeah, for, it's, for the it's, price. it's
1: probably a It's probably, I'm saying probably because I don't know, but it's probably still a 16 by 9 picture, but right. not the high definition 1920 by 1080 um, resolution.
0: And what made me think about that is when you said Prime Now. I always forget that Prime Now is is in this world because we have Amazon Prime for all of the other things that come with it. And so it's almost like YouTube to me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it seems free, which is... Probably that's how they get you, you know, to to have that something that's available and keeps Amazon always in the forefront of your mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, so it's but so with Prime now, it's different. It's I mean, it's different than just Netflix. Because Netflix is is content mm-hmm. pure, pure and simple. Um, Prime now is you've got the free two day shipping, sometimes free one day shipping, right? Um, which is which is incentive to buy. Uh, buy more stuff. Um, but you get Amazon music, right. you get Amazon uh, prime uh, video as well. So prime video has a lot of, a lot of kids stuff on it too. Um, and they've got their own original stuff. The, the uh, Jack Ryan, the Tom Clancy series. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, that's hot. Mm-hmm. I want to watch that. I haven't watched that one yet. So, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I like, and okay, let's flash it back. Tools entire catalog is now on Amazon prime. I don't have to bust out a, uh, a CD. I don't have to break out, uh, you know, anything. I've got it. All, I've got it all on a CD. Right. I don't have to figure out how I'm going to get it onto my device and into my car. I can just load up the stream because now their catalogs on there, and not just Tool, but a lot of other popular music is on their uh, Amazon Music without having to dive into the unlimited uh, subscription, which is another layer on top of
0: things. Well, I have an update for you, actually, with Tool. So I've started to increase my mileage cuz I'm very close to training for a marathon yeah. uh, through the winter and I the audiobook that I was listening to ended mm-hmm. so I switched over to Amazon I was like okay I'm going to put tool back on guess what is no longer available on standard Amazon Music. Is it the new album? <laughs> the new album is now only on their Unlimited. So that's I don't okay. know. I don't know who made that decision, whether that's Amazon themselves or how exactly that goes. But I was a little disappointed to see so, that.
1: So if you had if you had told me that um, when we did our first podcast, I would have been like, "Yeah, I'm fine with that." It's it's garbage, but I have come to learn to to enjoy and like the album. I have come to Jesus. Uh, I, yeah, I think um, so
0: as well. But <laughs> I know we spent a lot of time about we did. the technology and I had complimented just like you had mentioned, "Hey, I can get this right here. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything else. It's so convenient." And then they did a bait and switch. It's <laughs> fine. I mean, but back. that
1: but that's what's going to happen. That's yeah. the exact same thing is you know, you wake up one day and Moana is no longer available on Netflix. Right. Why? My kid is screaming, he really wants to watch Moana. Crap, what do I do? Oh, well, now I have to go over to Amazon Prime. I'm going to buy it. And now it's in my library. Right. Um, Because Disney ended the contract with Netflix, the licensing contract, because they want you to come to their content vertical. So they want you to come to their silo. So yeah. that's 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 all that's the bets the business side of it um that's why you know local channels get blacked out on um cable and satellite providers mm-hmm. which then passes down through streaming so yeah. it's the same thing it's a licensing agreement a retransmission agreement
0: right one other thing that I will acknowledge for Netflix I am a stand-up comedy fan and they have Really pumped up their game as far as what they've gotten for stand-up comedians. Dave Chappelle, of course, I think is the main yep. one on folks' mind. You can only get there. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think of some of the others. That See the dude that
1: takes there. his shirt off. No, that's, that's the Kurt Kreischer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so they've got a really good mm-hmm. stable of stand-up comedy specials yeah. on there. The,
1: Ch- the Chappelle, the Chappelle stand-up. I mean, he's amazing.
0: Yeah. And he did
1: it right. He left us wanting more by walking away from Chappelle's show,
0: uh, right? For sure. So everything that he puts out, I try to consume in some yeah. way, even though I don't have my own Netflix account. <laughs> I'll I'll stop over to uh, people's houses and say, "Hey, let's uh, let's watch this." Oh, let
1: me sleep on your couch and <laughs> use your Netflix. <laughs> uh,
0: and then for Prime, they're getting a little bit in there. Jim Gaffigan had put out his special mm. on Prime, so did. Alonzo Bowden, uh, he was a guy back from Last Comic Standing from years ago is when I saw him. Okay. So I'll check out some of his specials. So that, that's something that I will admit I like to be able to watch when I can, and Netflix has definitely done right there. So let's move over to Apple TV+. Plus. In my mind, from the marketing standpoint, what's so interesting is they've not been nearly as forthcoming with what their content is going to be. They're not Disney that has this massive vault of stuff ready to go, plus what they've purchased over the years in your Marvel, your Star mm-hmm. Wars. And when they did finally announce it, it's going to be a week and a half earlier than when Disney Plus comes out. It, the price point is like a dollar, $2 cheaper per month. Um, and they're also going to give a year free when you buy any Apple device, but of course they're coming at it with no.
1: But I have to. I have. To, Go ahead. I, I. Again, I think they're. I think they're doing it wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. You have
1: to buy their proprietary device, right? Which means not only am I locked into your content silo, I'm locked into your device silo. But for Apple purists, if they if they want to cater to their pure audience, right, then that's what they've done. That's their model. That's their plan. And I'm sure to a degree, I don't know what their measure of success is going to be, but that is. But I, I was looking at the Apple uh, Apple Plus site today, and I'm like, all right, what do you guys have on here? And it was a whole lot of flash, a whole lot of, this is how you're going to feel watching our shows. Mm-hmm. This is a monumental shift. You know, some great graphics, great overlays, <laughs> great, great presentation. It's Apple. Right. Um, Disney releases a... A three hundred tweet string of all the content. They give it to you raw and say, "You want this? Here it is."
0: Yep. So I, I mean, I, I'm not even looking
1: at Apple. You've you've looked at it more than I have.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm only looking at it just to say I did the research a little bit. So the one thing for Disney that is you either love it or you hate it is that they can get their hooks into you, so to speak, when you are. Really young. So with the Disney streaming service, I don't have to do any extra work to know the backstory for all of the licenses and content that they're going to be offering. Uh, I'm super excited for it, but that's something at least to give Apple some credit because I agree with everything that you said as far as what they're putting out there. They're starting from scratch and Mm -hmm. I then have to decide what I'm going to invest in like you were talking about before. They gotta throw something out there, see what sticks, fail fast. Right. Um, but for where I'm at and just the way they've gone about it, I don't feel like investing much time in what yeah. I've seen.
1: So 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 here's how I look at it is that Apple is a tech company who's getting into the entertainment business. Disney is an entertainment company. Mm-hmm. It always has been. They've always been about the experience and about whether that's going to their parks whether that's watching their movies. It's an entertainment company. And over the years, they have acquired through um, very smart and strategic business um, acquisitions, uh, companies that will allow them to not just control the content or own the content, but also deliver the content. Mm -hmm. Uh, Years ago, they made a run at Comcast. Comcast. They wanted to buy Comcast, right. that fell through. Right. So then they bought ABC. And they own it. They own ESPN. So not only do they have the um, resorts and the movies and the shows, they now have pipelines to deliver that content through, uh, also to market their content. So they're basically taking their own inventory. Um, And they don't have to spend ads outside of, you know, they they can, they can save some money incrementally advertising on ABC, on the ABC platforms, the Disney platforms, ESPNs. Um, And also now they've got an app and they're in the perfect environment where, okay, we need to build the infrastructure for this app. We've been delivering content through these portals, these pipelines. Now let's go directly to a standalone app. Let's take all of our library and consolidate it there and hand it to people at a Definitely. price point that is, you and I both got into it. And I think you really pushed me to do it um, a couple months ago when they were mm-hmm. like, you can lock in for under $4 a month right. for Disney Plus um, for, for three years. And I don't know, you do the math. I know, it was like it was under two hundred bucks, wasn't yeah, it? it was. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, oh, gosh, you know, two hundred bucks. Do I want to do that? Yes. Boom. Done. Because I want to see the Mandalorian, right? But you know, you talk about getting 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 their hooks in us. Like we were born into that. Like right. like we were like you don't have to be hooked into Disney. Mm-hmm. Like it just is. Like somehow and some time of your life, there's Mickey Mouse, or there's Frozen, or there's Moana. Uh, or, you know, let me go back to stuff I didn't even realize was Disney. And, and now we're diving into all the content that they're bringing, uh, a totally rad movie that I loved as a kid, the black hole from 1979, the year I was born, I probably didn't watch till I was older, Mm -hmm. but that was an awesome movie. Bread, bed knobs and broomsticks kind of campy. If you had asked me yesterday, like, is that a Disney movie Or, or the black hole was a Disney movie? I'm like, No. It is. It's on their list, right? <laughs> All the Herbie movies, uh, of course, Tron, and a classic with Sarah Jessica Parker.
0: Uh, Hocus Pocus? Flight of the Navigator. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about.
1: Do you leak? Uh, no, uh... you leak Navigator. If you you never if seen that, that, that of the Nav- oh my I don't know gosh. what you're talking about. But uh, no. Flight of the Navigator and Willow.
0: Willow's Willow, well, Willow, wow. it's coming. Okay.
1: Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Who doesn't love Rick Moranis? Right. And then, of course, the cartoons from when we were older. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to watch Disney movies. I'm a teenager now. I'm pre-teen. I'm too cool for that. But I will watch DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Rescue Rangers. Yeah. And like you said, all the Pixar
0: stuff, too. Well, and jumping off of what you had said about just how smart they've been with Mm -hmm. what they've purchased from there... And like I said, I'm only even using the point-counterpoint for Disney because it seems to be the obvious choice for my family, A, just the age of the kids, and B, all the other stuff they have acquired because Marvel was not a Disney uh, license up until, I don't know, 10 years-ish ago. Yeah. And Star Wars, same thing. They were smart enough to pick up these things that had such a following, have been able to bring them back— to a certain relevance. Now, hardcore Star Wars fans may have something to say about that for the, for the newbies. That'll be a, another time. Yeah. But again, you've got all of that background mm-hmm. and all of that history with these things that for all the things that I said for investing time in the Netflix shows that are brand new. Um, like you said, The Mandalorian. Yep, I'm going to watch that as a, as a show. I, will, I didn't even watch any of the Star Wars, Clone Wars cartoons or The Rebels. I will probably watch those. And
1: Clone Wars was on Netflix. I I want to mm-hmm. even say Clone Wars. I think some of the latter series, la- latter seasons, may have actually been Netflix proprietary content. Really? Um, but I'm sure from a licensing standpoint, no, yeah, it still fell yeah. under Lucas uh, Films yeah. or whatever.
0: And the one that I'm really amped about, even though I watched the DVDs again from the library last year, so I already saw them. From the Fox vault, they are bringing out the X-Men animated series. It's on my list. Yes. It's on my list. <laughs> and they're excellent. And the Spider-Man animated series that came out right towards the tail end mm-hmm. of the X-Men ones. I watched those and will rewatch them when they come out. Yeah. And all for, again, the price point. If you did the three years, get like you said, we did as well. Even for our kids' age, if... After three years, they're at a certain age where they're done with the Disney stuff. Okay, great. At least up to that point, it will have definitely been the obvious deal. Yeah, I think it's also very smart that they have the other package. I think it's going to be thirteen, somewhere between thirteen and fifteen dollars, where you can bundle Hulu and ESPN together with them. Yeah, so kind of the same considerations you were talking about if you want some of the sports or some of the other network shows that Hulu's presumably going to at least be able to hold on to for yeah. some amount of time. You can get that for the same price point of just straight Netflix.
1: Yeah, and, and Hulu was a joint venture, I think, between multiple networks: ABC, CBS, and NBC. Mm-hmm. I think they all had a cut in that, or mm-hmm. all had a you know a, a stake in that. So um, it makes sense that Disney is going to add that in there. And then again, Disney owns ESPN. So and ESPN, like if you look, if you were to actually get a breakdown of your cable, mm-hmm. a traditional cable bill um, your per sub uh, subscriber, uh, the where your dollar, what portion of your dollar goes to ESPN, right? It's up there. It's It's probably the highest one. Um, just because, um, live sports really does keep, really brings a lot of viewers to the table.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And obviously, again, I guess that depends on the family makeup of Mm -hmm. how much you're using that or not. Uh, Uh, I'm, in the middle as to whether or not I would use it on a regular basis. Right. So we're not going in with it. We did the other one. That's just mm-hmm. the Disney plus, but you're going to get some local sports going back to what we mentioned. If you get the antenna working and what you need there, Correct. and then you can decide if you would want to have any of the other subscription packages mm-hmm. like, MLB, you know, has a package similar to what the Sunday ticket is for the NFL. Yeah,
1: and you could do those directly through mm-hmm. the, you know, Major League Baseball exactly. or through NFL. Or right. I'm sure NHL has one too, right. but I don't really watch hockey. Right. But um, and for me, living out of market for, uh, you know, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Um, uh, north of Philadelphia, an hour and Phillies fan, Eagles fan. Yep. Uh, if I really, really wanted to, I would jump into those, into those, to into those packages, but um, I haven't. But they are available, and that's and that's really you know the consideration is that there is a lot available. Mm-hmm. It's not totally pick and choose one individual thing that I want like a la carte. But there's options there if you're willing to to work your budget and and really do some research about what you want. The one thing I am a little disappointed on. From the Star Wars catalog that is not included mm. in what Disney uh, is going to be offering is the is the uh, Star Wars Christmas special.
0: I, I knew you were going to say that. Well, you can get. Bootlegged copies on YouTube. If you, I have a bootleg DVD. If it
1: uh, <laughs> that was given to me, I don't watch it. I destroyed it immediately because I didn't want to violate any copyrights. Right. Uh, I don't have it anymore.
0: <laughs> I've I've seen it, and I will never give. Know. I will
1: never give you a copy of it if you ask.
0: There you go. <laughs> well, I've seen enough of it to know why it has been so uh, hidden fiercely Hid- protected, hidden, <laughs> hidden away for years. So, the other thing to mention, so- circling back to the uh, streaming device that mm-hmm. you use uh, as of this recording, the fire Amazon fire products will not support Disney plus what I had most recently read. There's some sort of debate about how the ad revenue goes, because if you've ever used a fire device, it basically you're in prime mm-hmm. when you start. And then the apps are already embedded into what is prime. Yeah. So I, I'm understanding that there's some give it time. Debate there. Um,
1: so when I first got a Fire Stick, mm-hmm. it, YouTube wasn't on it because Google right. and Amazon hadn't reached an agreement. Right. Give it time. That's all tied to licensing yep. revenue. How am I going to get paid? And how is you how how is Disney being on uh, Amazon going to benefit Disney? Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if they're capturing Roku and any other streaming device, th- they'll figure that out. Right. Um. You know and that's, and I think that's what probably catches a lot of consumers off guard. Um, they don't do that research as far as compatibility between um content and device, so it, it, it does add another layer of complexity. And mm-hmm. when you're it's not as easy as just I'm just going to cut the cord and it'll be easy, and there is a little bit of work to do, right? Um, that's so that that is one advantage that your traditional providers have is that they make it easy mm-hmm. here. Here's the channels you get. Yep. Those can change though, just like um, content can be pulled off of Netflix. Right. So in some ways it's parallel. Other ways it's it's easy. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about buying a device,
0: wire in my house, making sure my
1: internet's up to speed. So,
0: so I, I, if I were to summarize our recommendations, it seems like to this point, Netflix, if you're Into some of the shows we talked about, probably worth keeping. Prime, you probably have Amazon Prime for all of the other things that are going on. So give it a look. There are actually better shows on there than are necessarily advertised. You may find some things to watch, and it's more or less free because you're probably paying for Amazon Prime as Mm -hmm. it is. Apple's going to have to do a little bit more to entice us to jump onto what they're offering right now. Disney Plus seems like a no-brainer at the moment based on all the content that we talked about and the price point. Are there any other services that we haven't talked about? HBO comes to mind that you would recommend that you're currently using or that Um, you have your eye on to complete the streaming package.
1: Yes. So I watch HBO streaming. Um, Game of Thrones was huge and is huge still. Um, was a great get. Um, I just started, and it just came out um, a little while ago. The new Watchmen series. Mm-hmm. I watched the first episode. It is hot. Nice. It is awesome. I really like it. And there is a few other um, HBO series that are coming out that I am that I am interested in. But again, depending on what streaming service you have, you could either buy HBO streaming standalone through HBO, or you could potentially bundle it with your streaming service. Your streaming service. May have cut a better deal. Um, at the time when I first signed up for DirecTV, now they were offering HBO streaming mm-hmm. for five bucks a month. I looked now, it was up to like 15. So things change. Um, but really, you know, for me, a big consideration uh, for anybody looking to cut the cord uh, to move away from traditional cable, uh, or if you're just looking to shop around uh, your options. Um, Consider what you can get over the air. Get a cheap pair of uh, rabbit ears. Uh, plug into the back of your television, and you'd be surprised at the amount of stations that you mm-hmm. could get um, locally, uh, especially if you watch live sports. That is a great option uh, mm-hmm. and can really uh, supplement not just your cable package but right. potentially your uh, streaming service because you are getting a pure, unadulterated HD signal through there. Um, and depending on the infrastructure around you, from your cable provider or content provider, um, you may actually get a better picture uh, with an over-the-air signal. Uh, Do your homework on your devices, as far as Roku, Amazon Fire, uh, Apple TV Box uh, as well, Um, and make sure that it it meets your needs as far as reception of Wi-Fi. Again, I like the Roku boxes. It's a dedicated device, um, hardwired, or Wi-Fi, same thing with some of the higher end Amazon Fire devices uh, that can that can really just be a standalone processor for content. Um, make sure your internet speeds are up to snuff, because um, if you have slow internet, you're not going to be able to push through video content, because it does take a lot to push uh, video content through the pipeline. And then look at all your service, your service options. Um, you really are able to shop around for the service that meets your viewing needs and viewing habits. Uh, If their core packages don't have all the things you need, a lot of them do have add-on entertainment packages or sports packages. So you could get that. So, you know, where we live, we're limited to uh, Dish and DirecTV for satellite, uh, Xfinity and Fios for traditional cable, right? Um, But streaming services just on this piece of paper with different pieces of content. There's at least six, seven... Uh, almost eight now, nine if you count uh, Disney and Apple. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot more options. It does take some legwork to really figure out: okay, what do I watch? How do how much do I watch? Um, and what's what's going to fit my budget? But you can you can really uh, reduce your um, content price point uh, if you do your if you do your homework. Work those spreadsheets
0: <laughs> in your spare time when you want to have some fun with spreadsheets. Maybe you can even use the wardrobe. Consideration. What do they say? Put everything in your closet on one side. See what you wear in a month's time. And anything that you didn't wear that's still on that side, get rid of it. Have you Maybe been you talking to my wife about my t shirt collection? <laughs> yeah, when you have to pare some of this stuff down. So I think we have some great advice here. Uh, again, we're both excited about the Disney Plus. The over-air antenna is certainly something for folks to consider and be uh, considerate of what type of device you're going to use based on the content that you think that you want. So, Brandon, appreciate it. Anything that we missed before we sign off? No, I think we have wrapped this one up. All right. Sounds good. Happy streaming. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to give us a rating on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get podcasts. If you'd like to be notified of future weekly shows, please hit the subscribe button. Thank you. Suburban Folk is now part of the Pod All the Time podcasting network. Be sure to check out the other podcasts that are part of the group.